Are you all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Come along quietly or not. I will talk to you of art. For there is nothing else. Some artists make a Yes. Bite upon it. Hello folks, this is Albert Shivers and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. This is an exciting one. This is not only episode 40 of Planet Shivers, but this is the first Planet Shivers roundtable, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Get a handful of people, a bunch of people together, sit down and just talk, stream of consciousness, just see what happens. And that is what this episode is. So I'm not even going to mess around. I'm going to make it quick. You could check out my new episodes of Insomnia Art, which is a art video series that I'm doing. Those are going to be on YouTube. Next month, coming up Halloween, right around the corner. Um, in October, we're going to have a bunch of Halloween-themed episodes on Planet Shivers. We're going to have some old guests come back, some new guests come in. A lot of hijinks are going to be going on through the month of October. Other than that, that is all the news that's even worth saying. Let's just get to this episode. In this episode of Planet Shivers, you got myself, you got Mike Strunk is back, the one and only, Isaac is back, and Sean is here, and we get into history, we get into the Poconos, we get into all sorts of things. You are going to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, I don't know if you can enjoy anything. So let's just get right into it. So here's me, Isaac, Sean, and Mike. Here we go. This is Brooklyn's own station. WBBC, Brooklyn, New York. I've got some doers out in the shed and some Jaeger over here if you there's want to. Three olives. Doers. <laughs> three olives vodka right there. Oh, there's a bit of vodka over there. There's probably some gin tucked away someplace, too. I, 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 sh- I, <laughs> I should. <laughs> I would take doers if I was to choose from that one. But you know, Well, if you decide you want doers, okay. <coughs> I'm going to sneak doers into the movies in my tummy. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Stole it from Pat. The comedian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know? I thought that he was two people for a long time. Really? He does kind of Pat all Oswald? over the place. No, but I thought it was two people. I thought it was Pat um, and Oswald. Oswald. Oh, and the whole, that, that patent, I just thought it was Pat and Oh, he said Pat, Pat and Oswald. I was thinking he was thinking of some fucking old John Wayne War movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was Pat. Did <laughs> you ever hear John, John Wayne's album? No, but he I'm cut sure an album mean. called America and Why I Love Her. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Boy, I bet you and that sounds it's like him. some he doesn't, he doesn't even sing. He just like slow talks. Exactly. I love you, America. I wonder if those doers are pulled. Sounds like a nice long Scotch induced That's what John Wayne sounds like. Doers rant from John Wayne. I love America. Uh, wow. <coughs> no, it's yeah, like going the sewer. I found it at a Salvation Army once, and I don't, I don't really remember what it was like, but it was pretty amazing. You can imagine. I just flashed on what if Trump started doing like State of the Union addresses like weekly, like who was it back in the World War II? Except with lots of scotch. 
Like yeah. Trump just gets all scotched up. <laughs> they just let him talk for an hour once a week. Yeah. He's, he's on something. <laughs> he's got to be on something. He's on Big Macs. Well, who knows? Yeah. Maybe they can survive. Here we go. Another. <laughs> oh, good. This is the perfect song to play. <laughs> it's a really heartfelt line for sure. Wouldn't it be time? Mike's playing. You see the kings of sunset or an Arizona rain? Arizona rain is nice. It's better with doers. Watch the cold fog drifting over San Francisco Bay. Have you heard a Bob White calling in the Carolina Pines? Or heard the bellow of a diesel in the Appalachian Mines? Is the call of the Niagara through you when you. God damn it, he's right! I love my fisherman and my crazy glue. Oh my god, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay. I'm just fucking zoning, bro. I don't even know. What do you got going into there? I'm trying to just fuck with free he's, form one dollar. He's drawing his brain again. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of degeneracy in Strasbourg. And nobody knows the, the, the degeneracy in Strasbourg. I could smell the Segway coming. Yeah, right? Excellent. <laughs> Keep yeah. going. I'm sorry. Like, like you do, I think... For the people who live around here, it almost has become lore. You know, there are names that ring over the over the the cold dead mountains of the Poconos. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, once you get up on the plateau, it's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> All those swamps and craggy shit. <laughs> Too many ice storms. What okay, was sir. it? Was it zinc? Other, that like killed Palmerton. Yeah. Killed Palmerton. So one of those names that echoes across Strasbourg is Cunnerman. Carmen. So what's the deal? What is the what's deal the deal with the Cunnermans? Well, you see, shit, Cunnermans. What's well, all right? Without Counterman, it, the, the name is Counterman, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's there's a lot of Countermans in the area. And although not all of them, unfortunate for the ones that aren't, but a lot of them are a bunch of really uh, kind of inbred hillbillies. Mm-hmm. So very often their mothers or their brothers, uncles, sisters, cousins, others. They're those kind of people. Very confused family tree. Very no, yeah, yeah. The name Gunnerman has its Cunnerman. roots in Britain. Does it? See, mm-hmm. I don't know that. I thought it was the I always thought, I always thought the counterman was just like the counterman was like yeah nigger to negro it's, it's close uh, well uh, there's there's the name Kenneth but also Kenneth and it's it's a fertility symbol that goes back in yeah. Britain and then well, that's where the, your the well sisters. the word cunt comes from oh yeah and counterman yes yeah, away from your counterman and, and, and you know <laughs> words evolve <laughs> as you go just tidbits but yeah I don't know. I, I did actually read this somewhere in an actual paper. I believe you. <laughs> well, again, don't touch it. 
No. It's your sister's. Don't no. do that. It's, yeah, well, no. So now you, you, you break it down to the local reality yeah. of the this section of the Appalachians, you know. this mm-hmm. latitude of Appalachia. Yeah, and the strolls. I mean, there's other family, there's other names and families that were known for that. I mean, I still see some people now in Strasbourg. And you can tell, sort of, you get these weird, tall, skinny, hillbilly men with these big, huge, fat, greasy, cross-eyed ladies with you know, blonde straight hair yeah, and like beat I've, up I've, men in bars. I've, and, I've seen those those kind of women mm-hmm. and it's weird specifically like coming from somewhere else like I've never seen that kind of a person anywhere else. Yeah, that is a countryman. Like they have that weird like hump in their back mm-hmm. yes. like a fat camel. Yes. They have that hump there. And their eyes are a little bit like this. Yeah, they're this a little long, stringy, yeah. blonde looks hair. Like they, they always oh, look like they just got out of the shower. They got that one chin here that comes out of the big... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the big round faces, eyes wide apart. Yeah. Yep. And and the men would be these tall, skinny, you know, sunken-faced, hillbilly guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they've been there for years. And, you know, and they won't stop touching their brothers and sisters. So. Yeah. That's and, yeah. That's the part that goes down the bad path. Yes. But there's God. That's the only people that were here 300, 400 years ago. But yeah, then it just got. I don't know. I think well, modern life, even well, even back then, it was all fucked up. Now, wasn't it? The whole thing's fucked up. Well, on the note of like people being here for a very long time. Just to throw this into the mix, the other the other big name or the infamous name. Is Jackson White. That's from now, Jersey. From, from what? Okay. Over by from New York, Jersey it was a York. mix of Lenape Indians yeah. and criminals that were thrown in were into a penal colony too? somewhere in Jersey. They, a lot. The 1700s. They say there's a lot of a mixture between um, people that were slaves at the time and mingled in with the local hillbillies who milked. Who mil- Mixed in with the Indian people, a few here and there, but more often and, than not, they say that the people there like to use the Ramapo Indian as an excuse to get away with uh, having different regulations and laws mm-hmm. up in the mountains where they live. So if you go up there in the mountains, I mean, there's the police don't go up there because they have their own rules and their own laws and everything, and that's that suits them just fine. So whether or not they're how much Indian they are, they're going to hold on to that. And, very often when I, I went up there once. I quite a bit of albino. Albino, too. black. That's a big thing that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Is all the features, a black person, all the features of a black person. The lips, the hair, the whole thing. But white, just albino. And uh, yeah, there's like enough of the Jackson Whites have that trait, somewhat or all. I went up there because I was curious about it, and um, my other's mother used to live and go to school with a lot of them. She lived right next to the place called the mountain where they lived, and eventually they kept, and, and I went up there one time, and um, her mother didn't seem to be phased by it, but I had heard ahead of time that it's a little dangerous to... to hang around there from the little uh, bit of investigating I did but she took us up there there was nothing and I had a camera in my hand and we ran around and you saw like these 
places that look like they were once a trailer, but they're all half ripped apart, and there's all these cars stacked up next to a tree connected to the house, and there's garbage everywhere around. And I remember this little kid looking like top Tom Sawyer or something, mm-hmm. sitting with a stick fishing pole next to a trash can that was obviously stolen from a Kmart or something. And the last of the Tom Sawyers. Yeah, it had the word <laughs> bag written on the box, you know. Like, just the one thing after another. And when I first got into the place, the first thing I saw was a little fire department and no sign of life whatsoever. <laughs> I don't think I saw any kind of trucks or anything. And then I went next to it, and there was this big house, and there was a bunch of four-wheelers all broken everywhere, and there's all these hillbillies standing around, and they're having a pit bull fight. And the dogs are, like, at each other's neck, and then they're like, oh, wait, 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 and they grab them and pull them apart because they see us coming. They're like, oops, there's a stranger in town. And so I went around this place, and so it's like you go to the top of the mountains, woods, 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 and you get to the top, and you see this weird little firehouse, and then you go around the circle on the top of the mountain. One road that goes in continuous circle and just sort of tops the mountain and then comes back down the same road. It's just like a no outlet kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's all these little houses and trashy shits all around it. And by the time I got halfway around that circle, there was a band following me. And it followed me all the way out of there. And by the way, to get in there, there's no way to get in there legally. They have it. It's, I can't even explain that. They have one road going up in that is. It's next to this old truck stop, and oh. there's like what used to be a two-lane road. But it's like a metal gate or something. Yes, yeah, so you can go around it. Right, I've been up there. Remember that? That's the that's the that's the mountain. Yeah. There's like this side of the yeah, road where you're supposed to go is blocked off, but the other side which yep. comes out, you I've go around up. it and you go in there. So you went up in that one right next to the little. Truck it's stop over there. in Jersey, maybe forty minutes, Sussex half an hour. County. Yeah. I have been there. Yeah, I used to go. I take off on my little shitty Honda Civic and like explore everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't know where you were there, man. That that place, like people disappeared. Yeah, thing. I mean, they yeah. actually have like three police cars that, that like they just disappeared up there. I mean, they like yeah, they, 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 they want they don't want you around, and it's the whole thing is interesting. But yeah, and uh, there's a lot of shit. I mean, that surrounding area has a lot of those uh, Ramapo and Jackson Way as well. And they're an unfortunate people because they got that big factory up there that um, made all kinds of paint and shit. And, and, like, they're unearthing giant, giant mounds of, like, hardened purple paint that's underneath these people's trailers and shit. Like the biggest super fun site. They have more cancer up there than, like, any other place in the world. (coughs) Maybe between your sister's brother's other and huffing paint all your life. But... Yeah, it's it's a it's quite a story. So yeah, the Jackson Whites are of that area. Okay. Sussex hmm. and uh, New, well, York, New York and New Jersey. Are there a few that like? There's yep. a couple that live around. Yep. Yeah. I know a couple. Yeah. And they will not tell you that they're Jackson Whites because mm-hmm. they know the stigma. Right. But they'll often brag about being Ramapo Indian. Hmm. Anyway, so to get up there, did you drive around? Yeah, I, I I, it's like a, it's not a gate; it's like cement going, blocking. Like a, like a gate. Yeah, there's, there's gate in it. That's funny. You've been it, up there. That's that's the place. That's the mountain. That's that's yeah. I mean, so it's funny. You've been up there. 
It's funny that I went up there with that in mind. <laughs> and I just because found I it wanted naturally. to just happen to stumble upon I, that place. <laughs> so yeah. what did what did you experience up there? Nothing. Really, I just kinda I just kinda drove around. I didn't I might have seen some people, but I didn't stay too too long. I kinda followed it up and around. I was maybe up there for fifteen minutes or so. Twenty minutes. And I think I remember a second drive. I somehow got through there on dirt roads from like Stoke State Forest and came in and I came out that way. I didn't see any other way in or out except for that one. And if you go in, it seems like the center of it doesn't have a lot of going on, but around it, on the outskirts, is all houses all around. It. And there's one little lake there or something. With yeah, there is a lake. That, and that was, that's what there was a lot of. Did you get out by the lake? It, newts, too, no? The yellow oh, belly newts the with the, the brown on top and the yellow on the bottom. There's a lot of newts. Well, you were brave enough to run around because you were too stupid to know where you were, and you got out looking for lizards in, in the <laughs> in the lake. I didn't do that. There, there's a way to get. You can come in from Stoke State Forest and get through and come out that way. I don't doubt that there would be some other way. I mean, I can't imagine them not having some other exit in like and if they needed it for some reason. It's so fun driving around up there. We used to do that. I used to take them there when they were kids. Like, really? That would be the thing. We, you know, Well, not, not to that spot, but like <laughs> other spots, we'd just go up in the Stoke State yeah. Forest and just like smaller road, smaller road, smaller road, and just find the smallest roads you can get on and, yeah. and drive around and go winding through the forest. There. Yeah, there could have been some dirt road going up behind somebody's house there or something. Probably. But, yeah, it's weird. You follow the copper mine road all the way up, and then you go further up. I think you're Peters Valley's up there somewhere too. When you get way up there, hmm. Hmm. I know like, it's right on the like it's Sussex County. It's right on the edge of like where New York and New Jersey is, so mm-hmm. like right right in the center there. Hmm. Yeah. So another bit of folklore that we can all get in on that a lot of people don't really know about for this area, including a little bit of Jersey, because um, clearly. Sometimes I just don't know what's what's what. But Tom Quick. Tom Quick. So Tom Quick, eye for an eye, piece of that American pie. I started to write that song after you told me about him. That's mm-hmm. his the only story. surviving bit of a song. There is a song, a snippet that survived, and it's just the chorus, but it's hero of a wicked tale, full of devilish cunning. Tom never tripped or paled, shooting while he was running. Mm-hmm. And that's from the 1700s. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess I can sing that. Well, make him happy. Yeah, he was he was the hero. Tell him, tell him about the, the 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 boat. What's like so? Tom Quick was a very a famous player. Indian Indian Indi- killer yeah, Indian, yeah, to the point where it's put right on his headstone. You brought me to his headstone. No, that was oh. a different one. Oh, okay. So that was okay. not Tom. They're all over the place. <laughs> They're all over the place. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're really busy for a few hundred yeah. years there. No, but there is all kinds of memorials to Tom Quick, which are, okay, Renee's dad, being the chief Lenape Indian guy, had somehow... Now's the time to be tearing down a monument, too. Like, he could really get some traction with it. (laughs) should be up there. Yeah, I want to make... But they ran into a rich woman who was a relative of Tom Quick. And somehow or another, her nice big, big, big piece of property there um, was there and, and has been in the family since the time, well, not since that time, but after the time that he claimed that territory. Mm-hmm. 
and it was domesticated for a couple hundred years or whatever the case may be. And she somehow got in touch with the Lenape Indians of the area and said, I want to give this back to the Indians. And the wonderful white bread woman said, okay, here it is, but you have all these stipulations, and you can't have this, and you can't have that, no, mm-hmm. no, you know, don't feed them after dark, whatever. There's all these rules and regulations about it. And next thing you know, uh, they were planning on building a school out there that was a lot of farming and gardening to teach the Indian kids about their culture and history and shit. And then next thing you know, you had a couple bikers that were in the in the tribe who, you know, just didn't have a place to go and they just went up there and, and crashed the place and, mm-hmm. and things got weird and stupid and the next thing you know it was done with. But so the target I know, Vikings arrived. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna speak all the names and shit about yeah, people, but I know that right. I know that they that, that happened and it fizzled out. For all kinds of reasons, <laughs> mostly st- stupid human reasons between uh, I don't know white rich people and you know irresponsible people that like to think that they're special because they're Indians or mini- minorities. All of those combining factors came into a whole bunch of stupid that made it dissipate into nothingness. I think, from all I know, the woman just has her place back. And she's like, okay, yeah. glad that's over. But so, so Tom Quick was a very efficient Indian exterminator. Yep. Mm -hmm. You you want to hear the mildly condensed version? Condense it. You don't. You can not condense it. It's up to you. No, I'll I'll start uncondensed and condense as time becomes (laughs) a factor. (laughs) So uh, this is just going from memory, but I, I and like I read a bunch about it maybe fifteen or twenty years ago. And as I remember it, Tom Quick's dad was a preacher in Philadelphia, and he decided to move out to the frontier, which at that time was like up, you know, north of the water gap here. And he came up, and I think Tom was probably five at the time, and he moved in, and there was, you know, an Indian village close by, and he kind of made friends with them, and they were the only, like, first white settlers in the area there, pretty much. So, um, Tom's about five, and the only kids he has to play with are over at the Indian village. So, he grows up spending more time hanging out, you know, and learning about, you know, just being in that culture as he grows up. And then his, you know, his dad's the preacher and whatever, and he ends up having this good friend named Musquink. Listen, I'm I'm tapping my hands against It's all right. It's okay. So, yeah. He's got this um, <laughs> this friend he grows up with, whose name's Muskwing. He's one of the Indian kids, and they're they're good friends, and they grow up into their teens. And over this like ten year period or so, more and more families come in and are settling in the area, and they're taking more and more liberties and you know space and resources and stuff. And the Indians are kind of getting like a little bit like, hey, this kind of sucks, and you know. And it's about that time, this is all I think happening somewhere around when that big uprising happened. Sullivan's Trail? Yeah, well, that was was the response to that. But yeah, there was a big uprising at one point where they took 
all the settlers from Scranton north, like all the Indians got together and just swept all the way down to, they were pushed all the way to east and they burned every single, every single settler out and killed them or you made it to east and that's, that's what happened. And that was like mm. the big thing. And then Sullivan got sent out, I guess, after that. So this is in that era, whenever that is. I don't know my dates. Somewhere in the 1700s. But anyway, back to Tom Quick. Could be bad. Okay. Just, just want to clarify it. Well, dude, I, I mean, they were taking all their crap and stuff, so they were like, fuck this, and then, you know. I just anyway, there's so there's, wouldn't believe there's Tom Quick and, and Muskwink, and, uh, and Muskwink's dad tells him, look, you know, we got to get rid of all these people. They're, you know, fucking everything up. And uh, so it was, I think, Tom and his dad and his uncle we're walking back down along the river and uh, it was winter and it was frozen over pretty good and Muskwink shot and killed, you know, kind of just staked out the whole thing and shot and killed Tom's dad right in front of him. And this was like his childhood friend. So he had like this fucking vendetta from that point going forward. Mm. And, uh, him and his him and his uncle took off across the Delaware and they escaped, and uh, so Tom had it in for Muskwink, and that was the first one that he killed, and he found him I think in an inn somewhere, and Muskwink was seen there and then he left and then he wasn't seen again, and that was that was the end of him and then he continued on his killing spree but the, at the same time you know we were trying to make treaties with the Indians and be like hey let's have this thing and I'll give you this right. and you give me all your fucking land and here have some of this shit and you know so Tom was kind of fucking things up because he just started executing Indians because he was he had this you know psycho vendetta where he, he's like he swore at that point he wanted to kill every Indian he could so he became known to the locals the Avenger of the Delaware so he was going around killing every Indian he couldn't. He, he was because he grew up in the culture and he knew he knew how to. He, knew how to. he, he was he was adept at being in the woods, oh, yeah. and very adept and very clever. And the only two stories I remember of ways that he would times that he killed people. There's more of them in this thing. It's if you search deep in the internet, you'll find page after page after page of just historical accounts written down in the 1800s of all this stuff because it was all chronicled. All that that, that Patriot movie shit they kind of copped from him, right? Like that was all all that shit he did. How he laid out rifles and everything. Well, that was a common tactic, I think, back then. But yeah. <laughs> One thing that he did, he would uh, he'd have like a path set that he would run, you know, out of a an area where there was a bunch of people that he wanted to Kill you know him. get chasing him, and you know back then it's all flintlock, so you only have one shot. So he'd stack like two or three rifles in a tree hollow, and then further down he'd stack a couple more. And then he'd go in and start a bunch of shit, and just look, you know, five guys would jump up and be like, "We're gonna fucking kill you." And they take off after him into the woods, and he'd run through the woods, and he'd get to this stash of rifles, and when they're all there, he'd just pull oh, them geez. out, and he'd fucking level them right there and leave them dead. The other one he did, that this was the nastiest one to me, was he started splitting open a, a log on the side of the river because he wanted to make, you know, he was acting like he was making a dugout canoe, and he had the thing sitting there with wedges in it. 
and he found a few guys that were Indian guys, you know, were wherever around came by. And he's like, can you guys give me a hand? Like, just grab this thing and pull apart as hard as you can. And they're pulling on the thing and they're pulling on the thing. And he's like supposed to be tapping the wedge in and trying to get it to split. And they're pulling on it and he knocks the wedge out and pins all their fingers into the log and then goes around and cuts all their throats and leaves them there. So he continued on this spree of just killing as many people as he could all the way until his, you know, he was getting old. And, uh, and as it was coming into winter, he, uh, he found he had, he was much older now and he still wanted to kill more Indians because that was his bit. And he contracted smallpox so he got a wagon and got every blanket he could find and covered, you know, he just wiped his pustules all over the blankets, loaded them into the fucking thing, and took off through the Wyoming Valley and headed south and just distributed blankets at the beginning of winter to every single Indian settlement he could find and just decimated every tribe. Wow, jeez. And there's Tom Quick for you. That's a lot of damage. A lot of fucking yeah. damage. Thousands of people dead. Yeah, people don't like Tom. No, he's a douchebag. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you could say you understand it, but that's just what's so fucked up about life, you know? Eh, like, from his perspective, he's doing the right thing, but he's not. He's he's an asshole. <laughs> but he's sure that <laughs> he, he is. isn't. <laughs> and therein lies the problem of being a just, human. <laughs> he's just a guy who, who's had, you know, who got racist because somebody killed his dad. Yeah. That's where a lot of it comes from. It's like the perfect from. Western. The other good one from the revolutionary era is the Doan brothers. Yeah. And they have uh, some sort of treasure hidden somewhere? They have treasures all up and down the Delaware. They were the highwaymen. They were the James gang. I I found one. It's already been found. Well, Well, I I found a cave. You can get it. You can go down into the cave if you want. I know where the cave is. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm nuts, and I didn't go into the fucking thing. There's like a landslide ready to fall on your head if you like, and the whole thing's sitting on one rock, and you have to squish your hips past it to get down into this thing, and it drops straight down twenty feet, and you can hear the water hitting at the bottom of the cave down. And and if you set that thing off, it'll like buried. And it's exactly where it fucking says right in the thing. It's one mile north of Easton on the left-hand side, halfway up the hill on the quarry. And I went there, and there was the fucking entrance to it. And, wow. And there it was. And I went all the way to the thing, and I, I stuck my... I went in as far as I could, and my hips were against that one rock. And there's, like, tons of rock just, like, sitting here waiting to go like this, and it's all pinned on one rock. It's a fracture cave. It's not like uh, your normal cave. It, it's a quarry where they blasted a lot of rock for Easton. Back in the 1800s, I've seen a 1700s. Few like that, yeah. Well, I don't gamble, so I wouldn't. I would but at that same quarry, at that location, there was found a massive cache of coins. It's somewhere in the Eastern Times. If you go back into the late 1800s, massive cache of gold and silver coins from the Revolutionary Era were found mm-hmm. in the Delaware River as they blasted up right. into where this cave was. Yep. So there's, there's probably nothing left there, mm-hmm. really. Um, but yeah, everyone just, like, once they found them, People descended, and everyone was just picking through the mud in the Delaware, pulling up gold coins and silver coins. But that was just one of the stash spots. There's another one by Point Pleasant. There's probably as many stash spots as there were, you know, robberies, because they were highwaymen. They were the James Gang of the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. And wasn't they very hard to catch? Is this the same 
guys I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, they're like weren't they like experts on or at least very good at like traversing difficult ground? I, they were they were like just crazy athletes, pretty much. I mean, like everyone was back then. If you were, you know, if you were young and you were strong and you could ride. And you grew up doing that, and you didn't die, you know, break your neck. You know, mm-hmm. you were just, you were, you know, you could do pretty amazing shit. And that's what they did. They just formed a gang. It was two brothers and some cousins, and then their group of friends. And, uh, yeah, during the Revolutionary War, they would go and rustle a bunch of British horses. And then they take them all, and they go over, and they sell them to uh, the Continental Army. And then the Continental Army would sit there and be like, great, we just got to deal on horses. And all the while, they're, like, robbing everybody they meet on the road on the way doing that. And then, like, a month later, they'd steal all the horses again, and then they'd run them back down to Philadelphia and sell them to the Redcoats. And then just making money hand over <laughs> fist the whole time, you know, and robbing whatever stagecoaches, and pretty much any way you could do whatever. But... There was, um, I guess they leaned more towards making money than they, they didn't give a fuck about politics. They didn't care if the, you know, Redcoats were going to win, if the colonists were going to win. They were just making money. But, uh, oh, the only other things I remember, they used to, uh, there was the saying, devil or a dome. And what would they do? For fun back then because we didn't have phones and stuff when you just hung out outside the you know saloon or whatever or the tavern you know in the daytime you would get a stick and see who could jump highest and that was it and Boy, that's if exciting. you could jump really high <laughs> they would say you're either a devil or a dome so yeah. so yeah they would do they call that. It the limbo there's <laughs> if you dig for this shit and find everything you can on these guys, you'll just find like an amazing amount of interesting shit. But it's going to be hard to uncover probably now. But anyway, Isaac, um, I have a question for you live on the air. Oh, don't don't do it live on the air. Why not? Here, let me finish the dome thing. Everything that's left in my brain that I can spit out of my brain about it, because it does have a fun culmination. And there's some other tidbits, and it leads into another fun story that'll eventually end up at Hex and Cough Rock. But. All right, here you go. Um, so yeah, the Dome Brothers, they're doing all this crap. They're robbing everybody. They're, you know, rustling horses and selling them to this side, selling them back to the other side, making money. And most people are kind of like, yay, they're great, you know, on the colonist side. But then again, they didn't really give a fuck. So anyway, what happened was you get to the, uh, the Dome Brothers play into the American Revolution pretty big and that, you know, Washington's crossing of the Delaware. Um so what happened on with that is Washington's crossing the Delaware. Well, they were also spies for both sides, you know, selling information. So I guess they found out or one of them found out that, hey, Washington's amassed like, you know, 4,500 troops and like 1,600 pieces of cannon. And he's got every Durham boat from Belvedere all the way down to uh, West Trenton. And they're going to do a mass crossing and march in. And so he writes all this information down and somehow he's pretty far up the river when he crosses. But I, I read one account that says, and, and I don't think it's true because you couldn't, but that he 
swam his horse across the river. Hmm. Like hours before his horse Yeah, and then, however he crossed, I'm sure he probably crossed in a boat and just took a horse, but there was an account like that. But anyway, this dude rode from somewhere like probably Milford area in New Jersey, um, not way up here, but Milford down there by like mm-hmm. Frenchtown, Milford, Stockton, all that shit, on his horse with that message, rode through the night, and there's no road, you know, these are all just like trails and stuff, you know, and dirt roads at best, carriage carriageways, through the weather on Christmas Eve night, all the way down to the Hessian barracks in Trenton, and delivered the note and tried to hand deliver the note I guess maybe I think he did hand deliver the note it was a dumb brother and it had all the information that Washington was about to attack and they were all partying all the Hessians so he's like what the fuck's this and he put it in his pocket and then at like 4.30 in the morning all the Hessians are fucking laid out hung over and you know, 1,500 pieces, 1,600 pieces of cannon and 4,500 guys to send on the Trenton barracks yeah. and fucking erase all that and the kill the Hessian general. And then they pull all their shit together and march straight over to Princeton and, and Princeton's gone. And both of those just fell, boom, boom. And that was when the, the revolution tipped. And if that Hessian had gotten his shit together and read that thing that he got after the dude yeah. rode all night, the Dome brother... Tried to narc out Washington, and the guy didn't read it. We'd be living so there's some more bits of Dome Brother history. But eventually, they started to... Well, they they had a falling out with uh, the general perception of the public on them when they just blatantly robbed and murdered a farmer north of Phillipsburg, New Jersey. And then everyone's like, fuck these guys. They rounded up everyone they could, and they hung them. And, you know, some of them escaped, but they had stashed spots all up and down the Delaware, all through Bucks County, Doylestown, down to Philly, over into New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's you know, treasure caches from those guys everywhere. Good luck finding any of them because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they know it and nobody else does. It's just mm-hmm. dumb luck if you stumble across something. Wow. Well, somebody like you who does the history. I think it was actually Robsville where he was supposed to have crossed. And that brings up another thing. There's supposed to have been a cave that goes from Robsville underneath the Delaware and pops up on the Jersey side. And that's also right next to where Sailor's Lane is, which is, what is it? Siler's Lane. Well, Siler and Siler's house. And he was a, a famous powwow doctor. And people had come from down in Florida in the 1700s and everywhere. If you got sick and you're like, you had money and you're on death's door, this is one of the guys you would try to see. Mm-hmm. And you'd come up to Robsville, Pennsylvania, and he would take you in and he would do powwow medicine. And his thing was to take you up to a rock up on the hill and he would take all the bad energy out of you and put it into the rock. And that's Hexenkoff Rock. Oh, yeah. Which is, you mean all that that rock up there has everybody's bad juju? Should do a horror movie about that. Yeah, hex and cough. Yeah. It's just the rock rolls one day and then runs over somebody. And there's the, there's a there's a fucking dolmen up there, and there's a boulder that's about a quarter the size. It's it's no, it's fucking big. 
it would take up most of the interior of this house. Oh. But well, like in a spherical big, sort of way, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a big rolling. fucking boulder, <laughs> and then there's a dolmen down below where there's like a rock, a rock, a rock, and a big flat rock over mm. the top. And that flat rock's big. It's probably eight feet by 12 feet. Yeah. Speaking of rocks, that rock that you saw down at the graveyard of you saw oh. the, the crazy Indian, there's, there is a big... What you call it? It's a big rock sculpture. Mm-hmm. It looks like a massive tombstone, the yeah. shape of it, but it's not a tombstone. But it is in a graveyard in the center of right. a graveyard, so it's fitting in with the rest of the tombstones. And it's a big scene mm-hmm. of a woodsman chopping logs, and his son is sitting next to him, like hi, dad, on a log. And behind him, you can see an Indian. With an arrow drawn back, aiming right at the kid's head, you know, as if to say, "Oh, savage bastard!" So very strange little piece, and that is in uh, Broadwoodville. I think that's Kresgeville. That's that's the graveyard right behind the Turkey Hill. Okay. Where it's sort of past Broadwoodville, Kresgeville, the West End. Hmm. So I remember I could I only seen it that once. But is there another, like, whoever is buried there, isn't he in, is he in the mural also? I seem to remember, and I, I could know. be wrong, but I remember the kid and the father Maybe. doing the log. I remember the Indian about to shoot him, and then I remember behind the Indian is the guy who's buried there with a gun about to shoot the Indian. Really? Why don't I remember that part? I could be wrong. No, maybe you're right. Everyone's always shooting everybody. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Everybody's whining about the past. That's just what people Stupid did monkeys. Yeah. Well, you know. God, the Boomer Bible. Did you get it? Did I have did it? not get a chance to. Yeah, you only need to get ten, 10 pages into it, and you'll be into the apes transfixing other apes with pointed sticks. Oh, that sounds good. It's good. I'm, I'm, I'm it basically good. breaks down all of humanity in the first, like, ten pages, and then you don't even need to read the rest of the book. The first ten pages is pretty magic. I just the rest think, of it's good too. Yeah, I'll, I'm sure I'll enjoy if it. If you want minutiae, it's got minutiae. <laughs> hey, do I get another black and white cookie? Oh, yeah. I like these things. Yeah. I do. I, I know what it is about these things. I do. I buy these sometimes at the coffee shop. <sighs> no, they're good. There's something weird. Like the the chocolate icing is a different consistency than the vanilla icing. That's why I like the vanilla icing. Yeah. It's like hard. Yeah, the vanilla the vanilla side is it is almost more like true icing, mm-hmm. where the the other side is more like frosting. It's weird when you when you are such a human cocktail as I, how you could really <laughs> how you could really pick apart a black and white cookie. Well, yeah. I just eat both of them. The intricacies of I just bite it. them both. Do you ever eat like one? This is absurd. <laughs> Crunch. Sometimes I'll eat one color before the other. Like this dialogue with yourself. It is a cookie of duality. It's a powerful. Somehow we knew that tonight would be the night. You had to bring some black and white cookies. Well, you know what it was? Truthfully, though, what? I went into the store, Yeah. and whatever brand this is, they sell them at, at the store, 
And they have all the varieties. This <laughs> <laughs> was perfect. Very, very good choice. So you were loitering in the cookie department. I was. <laughs> I, I had a right terrible move. loitering experience this is yesterday. A real Oreo, by the way. <laughs> You know, getting the visual of you standing in front of the cookies, contemplating for way too long, (laughs) made me think about what happened to me yesterday. I'm at this house, and it's in a nice neighborhood down in Stroudsburg, off by, you know, wherever, somewhere out there. And I've got to go into the house. And the key is hidden under a rock right by the front porch. And you got to get the key out. And I won't even go on about it, but... There's a process to getting the key out, and uh-huh. I won't go on about why, but I get the key, and I've got to unlock the door, go in, and do the alarm. And nice neighborhood, you know, people driving by. There's a big yellow jacket nest sitting in there. Uh-huh. Nobody else can see the yellow jackets. I can see the yellow jackets, and I just got stung a couple of days ago yeah. by a couple of yellow jackets. I'm yellow jacket conscious, and there's a bunch of these fuckers, and the one's already alerted. He's like, there's a big fucked up thing standing over here and they're like and directly underneath it is where the key is that i need to get now nobody else can see the yellow jackets but what they do see is a guy standing in front of an empty house in a nice neighborhood who's just looking at the front door sizing up (laughs) how to get over to the rock right by the front door like get something and so i'm like walking back and then i stop and i realize what it must look like because I'm out there for a good five or seven minutes like going back and forth in front of the house at the front porch (laughs) looking at the front door I gotta look like to the people across the street there's some crazy fucker like not even casing just like contemplating whether or not he should go go back and I'm like fuck and then I I become aware of that and I'm like I really gotta get the fuck in but the bees are like finally I just went for it and grabbed the key and I went in but it it was Sam game in the basement we should get him to come up I have to go see what's up real quick. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. You can find this episode and more. Why am I yelling? You can find this episode and more on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the podcast app, Google Play, and on YouTube with video accompaniment. Don't forget to check out my new art tutorial drawing kind of series thing insomnia art only on youtube i want to thank isaac i want to thank sean i want to thank mike for sitting down and and doing this roundtable with me for this show and i'm looking forward to part two which will be coming real soon next month right around the corner it will be october when i post this all halloween themed episodes are going to be a lot of fun and Hopefully we'll hear from you next time. Take it easy, be healthy, and have a good time.